Hi, and welcome back to Not By Bread Alone. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy that you chose to listen to the second episode. And if you haven't listened to the first episode, The Blue Bungalow, I really encourage you to do so. Um, I'm excited about this episode, though. Today, it's going to be about faith. And I want to just add before we get, before I dive into this episode, that you can reach out to me through my Instagram. It's radphia, that's R-A-D-P-H-I-A. And you can just request to follow if you're not already following. And thanks so much again. All right, so this episode is Mustard Seed. That's the title of it. And like I just said, it's going to be, I'm talking about faith. And I feel like this kind of goes hand in hand with my first podcast. I mentioned some about faith, but I want to explain more on what faith is and give examples of stories from my life where God answered my prayers and where I had my faith to give me hope and security. So a lot of people have enough faith to go to heaven, but that's about it. But then we'll be doubting that God will supply their needs. If I was to ask you personally, are you secure where you will be when your time on earth is over? And many would answer in heaven. I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and that is wonderful and fantastic. But then be living a life of worry and fear, which is the opposite of faith. Worrying about things and not trusting God or even turning to him for help. We have the fundamentals down for Christianity, but it stops there. We accepted Jesus as our Savior, but that's it. Our faith is just enough to secure our salvation. Meanwhile, God is watching and waiting on us with his hand out, and all we have to do is grab his hand, but instead we struggle and at times feel like we're drowning in our fears and worries. Matthew 6, verse 25 through 28 says, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you'll have food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life far more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Okay, and then now I'm going to jump down to verse 30 through 32. And it says, And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Okay, so that was in red when you read it in the Bible, and when it's in red, that's Jesus actually speaking. So Jesus is speaking and telling you that he cares for you and doesn't want you to worry. And I know, Sophia, that is way easier said than done, and you are absolutely right. It is way easier said than done. But the same faith you have that you are going to heaven is the same faith you need to activate and turn all your worries and cares and even dreams and desires to God. After all, I just read to you what it, what's in the Bible, that he already knows them. He already knows your needs and your worries and what you're worrying about. But God can't do for you what you can do for yourself. You have to activate the faith. Um, I want you to try to remember a time when you were a youngster. When we were all younger, we really had this faith thing down pat. I mean, I know I did. As a child, I never asked my mom and dad if the power bill got paid or if I would have food for dinner. God even tells us to have childlike faith, 
that faith is trusting him and coming to him for everything. So now I'm going to share a little story. So when I was probably five years old, it was Christmas time and my parents were going Christmas shopping on this particular day. I was home with my sister, my nephew Deshane, and my older sister Juddy was watching all of us. And that year for Christmas, I was just truly wanting a puppy. Nothing else but a puppy. Probably like many other little girls at that age. And I remember praying when my parents left, God, if all possible, I'll get a puppy for Christmas. And I do remember thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get that puppy. Did I know without a doubt? Of course not. But I felt pretty confident in it. Well, they left. It probably wasn't 30 minutes or so. It might have been longer. It didn't feel very long, though. They came back, and they got out of the car holding the most precious puppy. And they immediately sat her in front of us, and they were like, we're not keeping it. We're not keeping it, like every parent tells their kid. And I I didn't hear that. I knew that puppy was mine. And the three of us were playing with her. We immediately named her Brownie after only seeing her for the next 10 minutes right then. And later on, she got renamed to Sanibel, which was a much better name. But anyway, so my parents went around asking neighbors if they owned her and no one claimed her. And that was because she was meant for us. That puppy was meant for me. When my mom spotted Sanibel on the side of the road, she could only see her face and she thought she was a dachshund. My mom has a soft spot for dachshunds till this day, and they have dachshunds. But anyway, um, but God knew that if Sanibel looked like a dachshund, my mom was going to stop and pick up that puppy. And that is exactly what happened. My answered prayer for a puppy was a sweet gift from God, and all I had to do was ask him and believe him for it. That is what faith is. You present it to God, you ask for it, and you believe him for it. Even if it seems silly, God cares about it. He cares about the little things, and that story is an example of it. So when you see that, then you know you can trust him with the big things, or at least that's how it is in my relationship. I know I can present everything to him. Another story I want to share was um, back when I was a senior in high school, me and my parents were going to Hawaii for spring break. The three of us had gotten vouchers for like a future free trip because years prior, we gave up our ticket or our seat on the plane from a different trip that we took to Hawaii. And all these trips were because of my dad's work and we're fortunate for that. But so we had these free vouchers, so we needed to use them. So we were using them this my senior year spring break to go to Hawaii. And during that time as well, I was working and I was saving up my money to buy myself a car. But I wanted a friend to go with me on this trip. And so I bought my friend a plane ticket to go with us. And it was the morning of our flight. We all arrived at the airport really early. My dad was gonna be on one flight, my mom and I on a flight together, and the friend would be on a third flight. And we were split up like that because of the way the vouchers worked and the fact that the friend's flight was booked much later. And so we arrived early and as soon as we got there, all the flight changed. All, we found out that all the flight times had changed. That my dad needed to board right then and that the plane he was getting on was waiting for him because they were fixing to take off. 
my friend was going to be boarding very shortly after and my mom and I missed our flight completely it had already left and the airline was basically telling us you guys aren't going to Hawaii and I was getting upset I think my dad was probably really nervous and my mom looked at him and said Andy get on the plane and then she turned to my friend and said sweetie you go get on your plane and like I said I was a wreck I'm crying and I'm like what are you doing mom we're not going why would you send them and my mom's like calm down we're gonna be fine we're gonna pray about it and we're gonna go and at that point I had zero faith and so my dad gets on his plane and my friend gets on hers and I know the both of them were like um are you guys gonna be there when we get there but my mom had her faith and she was just so compelled that it was all gonna work out and she just kept telling me keep praying keep praying keep praying and so as time was going on we're praying and every so often my mom would go up to the ladies at the ticket booth just to see if they could do anything for us I don't really know what they said to her but my mom would come back to me but keep praying and at one point during that one of the ladies said we are going to try to help you no promises but we will try to work something out so several hours go by my mom goes up there periodically comes back to me keep praying and that's what I did I kept praying her and I sitting at the ticket booth praying and then and then finally they came to us and said all right guys you guys will be boarding in the next 30 minutes go to this gate have a great trip and by the way this never happens you guys are really lucky we weren't lucky that was all god my mom knew that she could activate her faith call on god and he would come through and that is exactly what he did she was confident in her god because to be able to tell her husband to go ahead and go and to tell my friend to get on that plane she knew she had her faith to rely on and that was such a profound story in my life and what helped really you know impact me seeing that in my mom and as I'm sharing these stories it's reminding me of all the times God came through for me and that that's how he builds your relationship with him and that's how he's built my relationship with him is he allows things to happen in your life good bad scary happy whatever it may be so that you can call on him and that in return builds your relationship and then when you look back on it you see God's hand and that those things together you rely on God and you're confident in him if that makes sense um all right so another story I want to share is I mentioned in the first podcast that I had to wait to get into the dental program. I waited a year to get in the program, and about a month before school was to start, I got an email saying that I would not be in the program because I didn't pay $100. And I remember being like, huh? I can't go now because you don't have $100? So I immediately contacted the school, and I'm like, I can pay it right now. Like, I didn't realize you. I had missed the deadline. Um, I've waited a year, and they were like, tough love kiddo you know and that was really disheartening and upsetting so I felt prompted to contact my dad because my dad works for a university and I thought he could help me 
So I go to my dad and I tell him and he's like, we have, we, we have to go meet with the director and talk to her. This is wrong. So that's what we do. Him and I make an appointment to go talk to her and the meeting was not that great. Um, she wasn't that sympathetic at all on my behalf. And, but she did tell me there's a slim chance you could still get in. So after we met with her, my dad told me, you email her every day and you'll get in. And I remember thinking, how is that going to get me in? But okay, dad, I'll do it every day. At least I'll be annoying. Because at this point I was really upset and I I was going to get her back. And that was wrong of me in hindsight. But I'm not perfect by any means, like I've said. And so I emailed her not every day, but a lot. And I would just say, hey, just wondering if you have a spot for me yet. And she would say no. And I just kept praying and emailing her every day or just about every day till finally I got in and if God had not prompted me to tell my dad about what was going on I could have just as easily waited another year and that was a big deal for me back then because I'm still working on this but I'm kind of prideful in the sense like I don't like to ask for help especially from my parents and I think that's why it was also really hard for me to have to move back in with them when I did because it was just like a slap in the face and like hurt my pride and it's not good to be prideful by any means and in hindsight I see God's like working that out of me and thankfully it's coming out I don't need to be prideful like that but Anyway, going off a rabbit hole there. So even throughout the dental program, I needed God. It was a rigorous program. The stuff we had to learn was insane. And radiology especially was hard. Just taking x-rays is difficult till you get good at it. And I remember all the time praying, God, help me with with these tests to retain what I study. Help me to get this x-ray. And you know what? God got me through it. And... I made good grades in the program and I remember what I learned and I like to think I'm pretty good at my job. I enjoy what I do and all because I needed God to get me into the program, but I also needed him to get me through the program. I trusted God because I know with him by my side, it was possible and anything is possible. My faith activated to call on God to get me through. Okay. Um, let me think of another faith activation story. Oh, I know. So, once again, from the previous podcast, I mentioned that Brad and I didn't have much when we first got married, and we had already been living together prior, and for our wedding, we didn't want the typical wedding gifts of pots and pans because we already had that stuff. So, we asked for money towards a honeymoon fund. We wanted to go to the Florida Keys. And we had gotten, well, I remember praying before we had gotten the money that I was like, God, if it's your will, we can go on this trip. And let me just say that when I pray and when I did pray, I just fully give it to God and I try not to dwell on it, you know, all day because that's, that's not healthy. And by doing that, that's also a form of your faith is you're trusting him with it. And I may not dwell on it all day, but like I may pray on it multiple times a day. Anyway, so we wanted to go 
to the Florida Keys and we got enough money and it was just enough actually. There was enough to pay for the resort we stayed at and enough for food and gas to get there and back and that's it. There was no extra money. And as I'm saying that, it's amazing to me how God works like that. God will allow for gaps and trials and times of difficulty in your life so that you can rely on him and not on your own. Those gaps also help you see his hand in your life. And remember, it is a life of faith. So we had a great time at in the Keys. And I highly recommend anyone to go there. It's beautiful. We stayed at Lime Tree Bay Resort in Layton, Florida. And they had complimentary paddle boards. Uh, we went snorkeling, kayaking. It was fun. I can't wait to go back. All right, so... Um, I've shared stories from my life that required my faith to be used. Now I want to talk about one from the Bible. And there's a lot of stories in there, in the Bible, that are faith stories. But I'm going to read one from Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 through 22. And it says, A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, if I could just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of a terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. As I mentioned earlier, God can't make you have faith and God can't make you do anything. For this lady got desperate. It said doctors were no help. She spent lots of money to get well till finally she heard of Jesus and knew that if she could just get in his presence and reach out to him, he could make her well. She activated her faith and he healed her. I think for a lot of us, we need to activate our faith in the big things like sickness and even the small things. When we get really desperate is when we actually turn to God. I know that was the case for me. Losing what felt like everything changed my life, and now instead of just seeking God when things are bad, I seek Him every day, just like when I was the little girl wanting a puppy. My faith has grown so much with things I give to God to do in my life, and I know that I will face future trials and storms and times of difficulty like everyone does in life, but I know God will be there again and my faith will grow and I'll tell to tell I'll tell I'll be able to tell another story a faith story. In Matthew 17 verse 20, Jesus told them, "I tell you the truth, if you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from there and it would move." A mustard seed, you guys, is teeny tiny. 
And if you don't know what it looks like, look it up. And I think God chose to use a mustard seed as an example because it is so small. And when we're really battling something that's difficult, it's hard to have that faith. So he, I think God used something small like a mustard seed so that you could muster up, if you will, that little bit of faith. That's all he requires of you. And God will get you through. I promise that he will. And that you can do anything and overcome whatever it is. I also know that God says he uses all things to work together for the good of those who love him. So whatever you're facing, whatever it may be, call on him. Activate your faith. As you do this over and over, you develop it. Your relationship grows and you grow as well. And also use your faith for dreams too. Faith works the same way in times of bad things, sort of speak as well as your hopes and desires, remember the story of Sanibel. Present it to God. As I said before, if you delight yourself, as I've said before in my other podcast from Scripture, it says that if you delight yourself in Christ, he will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm by no means saying God is a genie and that you should just pray and expect your prayer to be answered like, poof, there it is. That's not how it works. But prayer does work, and you should pray about everything and seek God in everything. And he will help you have those dreams come to pass or he'll direct you into what, you know, that that dream may be to build a wall or something, but he'll direct you into what material you're supposed to use. You get what I'm saying. But I want to share one more story and it's about my old car, Psyonica, a 2005 Scion TC. And that is the car that I bought when I talked about the, uh, the Hawaii trip. And a few years ago, the AC hasn't worked in it. It's gone out. And my commute at the time from, mountain, from Clemson to Mountain Rest was about 45 minutes. And it was really sucky when it's hot with no air. And I was listening to some podcast, I think by Joel Olstein, where he talked about speaking what you want to see happen in your life is a form of like activating your faith so I do that like for example when I'm getting ready in the mornings I'll just speak stuff over Brad and the kids I'll say like God it's have your favor over Brad at his job favor with his co-workers have your favor with Carson Cannon and Leona keeping them healthy well and safe and I do that with other things and this time I guess like a year ago I was really you know wanting a new car and why not ask for it so I passed some car lots on my way to work and I I would say god I can't wait to get my new car and like when I would get home from work drenched in sweat I would I would say to Brad can't wait to get my new car with air conditioning when was I getting that new car I had no clue and how I had no clue because it wasn't like we could go get a car loan and go get a car because remember we were trying to get our house so that went on you know through the first year I started doing it and then it was winter so I didn't do it as much but I'd still think about my new car and then once the spring of 2019 happened it started getting hot again and I really missed having air conditioning and I really started doing it again and I remember one time praying God you know my friend's getting married soon it would sure be nice to have that new car 
to drive down to her wedding in. And this went on for a while until April, I would say, of 2019. My car breaks down on my lunch break in the Publix parking lot. And this really upset Brad and I because we were feeling like how, what were we going to do? Our savings needed to go towards a house. We couldn't fix the car. We couldn't go get a car loan because we're trying to get a house. And Brad went to his mom and he just vented to her what was going on. And next thing we know, she tells us that she's going to give us her 2016 Nissan Versa. That's a brand new car. And God is good. And he gave us a new car, I believe, because I activated my faith. I never stopped believing for it. I had no idea how we were getting a new car or when we were getting one. Or that even God was going to use my mother-in-law. Like I said, Brad didn't tell his mom asking her to do that. He just went to vent to her. And we got that car. God gave us that car in the most perfect time. It was just several weeks before my friend's wedding and before I really needed a car that had working air conditioning because I never put Leona in the Scion. But God knew once we got into our new house, I would definitely need a good working car to take Leona to my mom before work every day. I just want you to know that God will and can do anything in your life. Don't ever think, well, that's great for you, Sophia, but those things just don't happen for me. Can I ask you why is that? Is that because you have so little faith? And don't think you're even listening to these stories and this podcast by chance. I want to encourage you to have faith in God for everything in your life and don't ever think you're not worthy or discredit yourself. God sees us so wonderfully and special to him. He calls us royalty. Now start acting like the king's kid you are and declaring what God has already given you. And if you haven't already and want to do the very first thing to start your life of faith in Christ, all you have to do is say this prayer. Remember in Romans 10 verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has risen him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you'd like to do that now, repeat this prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending your son to save me. I believe that he died on the cross for me so that my sins are washed away and I may live in heaven with you. I believe that your son rose from the dead and he is alive. I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, God, for saving me. Now lead my life, Father. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow me on Instagram and sub sub subscribe so you don't miss an episode. So please subscribe and rate this. Thanks again for listening. I hope you feel inspired. Now go let your little light shine.